May 12. Our reading in the New Testament today takes place in the book of John, chapter 7, verses 1 through 30. And here in John, chapter 7, we see how the world thinks. Because he was doing his Father's will, Jesus lived on a divine timetable. And so should we. That's the point. The world does not understand this and will give you advice contrary to God's will. Be on your guard and guard your heart. Live on God's schedule and you'll always have God's help. We'll also see as we read in chapter 7 how the world decides. This discussion reveals the confusion and unbelief of the people. Some were for him because of his miracles, while others opposed him because he broke the Sabbath laws, or supposedly broke the Sabbath laws. Some waited to see what their leaders would do, and their leaders wanted to kill him. They were judging by appearances and going astray. And then we'll see what the world needs. One ritual during the Feast of Tabernacles was the pouring out of water in the temple. It was a reminder that God gave Israel water in the wilderness. Water for drinking pictures the Holy Spirit who is given to those who trust Christ. The world is thirsty and can find its thirst quenched only by coming to Christ. And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. May 12th, the book of John, chapter 7, verses 1 through 30. After this, Jesus stayed in Galilee, going from village to village. He wanted to stay out of Judea, where the Jewish leaders were plotting his death. But soon it was time for the festival of shelters. And Jesus' brothers urged him to go to Judea for the celebration. Go where your followers can see your miracles, they scoffed. You can't become a public figure if you hide like this. If you can do such wonderful things, prove it to the world. For even his brothers didn't believe in him. Jesus replied, Now is not the right time for me to go, but you can go any time and it will make no difference. The world can't hate you, but it does hate me because I accuse it of sin and evil. You go on. I am not yet ready to go to this festival, because my time has not yet come. So Jesus remained in Galilee. But after his brothers had left for the festival, Jesus also went, though secretly staying out of public view. The Jewish leaders tried to find him at the festival and kept asking if anyone had seen him. There was a lot of discussion about him among the crowds. Some said, He's a wonderful man, while others said, He's nothing but a fraud, deceiving the people. But no one had the courage to speak favorably about him in public, for they were afraid of getting in trouble with the Jewish leaders. Then, midway through the festival, Jesus went up to the temple and began to teach. The Jewish leaders were surprised when they heard him. How does he know so much when he hasn't studied everything we've studied, they asked. So Jesus told them, I'm not teaching my own ideas, but those of God who sent me. Anyone who wants to do the will of God will know whether my teaching is from God or is merely my own. Those who present their own ideas are looking for praise for themselves, but those who seek to honor the one who sent them are good and genuine. None of you obeys the law of Moses. In fact, you are trying to kill me. The crowd replied, 
You're demon-possessed. Who's trying to kill you? Jesus replied, I worked on the Sabbath by healing a man, and you were offended. But you work on the Sabbath, too, when you obey Moses' law of circumcision. Actually, this tradition of circumcision is older than the law of Moses. It goes back to Abraham. For if the correct time for circumcising your son falls on the Sabbath, you go ahead and do it, so as not to break the law of Moses. So why should I be condemned for making a man completely well on the Sabbath? Think this through, and you will see that I am right. Some of the people who live there in Jerusalem said among themselves, Isn't this the man they are trying to kill? But here he is, speaking in public, and they say nothing to him. Can it be that our leaders know that he is really the Messiah? But how could he be? For we know where this man comes from. When the Messiah comes, he will simply appear. No one will know where he comes from. While Jesus was teaching in the temple, he called out, Yes, you know me, and you know where I come from. But I represent one you don't know, and he is true. I know him because I have come from him, and he sent me to you. Then the leaders tried to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him because his time had not yet come. people who can walk away from you and hear me when I tell you this when people can walk away from you let them walk when people can walk away from you let them walk I can sit down now I preach I can sit down. I don't need to make an altar call or nothing. I can sit. I don't have to hoop. I don't have to make you shout. I have just preached right now. When people can walk away from you, let them walk. I don't want you to try to talk another person into staying with you, loving you, calling you, caring about you, coming to see you, staying attached to you. I mean, hang up the phone. When people can walk away from you, let them walk. I don't care how wonderful they are. I don't care how attracted you are to them. I don't care what they did for you 20 years ago. I don't care what the situation is. When people can walk away from you, let them walk. Because your destiny is not tied to the person who left. You don't hear me. You, you, you don't want me this morning. You better leave me alone. You better run out of here. Don't let my voice fool you. Ain't nothing wrong with my head. Your destiny is never tied to anybody that left. The Bible said that they came out from us, that it might be made manifest that they were not of us. For had they been of us, no doubt they would have continued with us. People leave you because they're not joined to you. And if they're not joined to you, you get super glue and you can't make them stay. Let them go.
And it doesn't mean that Orpah was a bad person. It just means that Orpah's part in the story is over. And you've got to know when people's part in your story is over so that you don't keep trying to raise the dead. You got to know when it's dead, David. When your boy is dead, wash your face and have another baby. You got to know when it's over. Oh, my God, my God, my God, my God. Look at somebody and say, nothing just happens. If they walked away, it's no accident. If they left here, it's no accident. If you tried to make it work and it wouldn't work, it's no accident. Accept it as the will of God. Clap your hands, wash your face, do your dance, and keep going. Oh, baby, 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 don't make me preach it. Let me tell you something. I, I got the gift of goodbye. I mean, I got the gift of goodbye. It's, it's a 10th spiritual gift. I believe in goodbye. It's not that I'm hateful. It's that I'm faithful. And I know whatever God needs for me to have, he'll give it to me. And if it takes too much sweat, I don't need it. Stop begging people to stay. Let them go. Today we're reading Psalm 108, verses 1 through 13. And in this psalm, David makes three affirmations. He says, I will praise. A steadfast heart is a singing heart, because confidence in God gives you something to sing about. David arose early in the morning to sing to the Lord. Worship is a very good preparation for warfare. And he says, I will listen. God heard the voice of David, and then David listened to the voice of God. It was a word of assurance as the king went out to battle. All nations are mine, and I can do with them as I please. And then David said, I will conquer. He made that bold statement. He believed in God. God leads us into the battle, helps us capture the enemy's strongholds, and gives us the victory. And verse 13, as we read here in Psalm 108, is David's version of Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. It was true for him, and it is true for you today. And that truth is, I will conquer. Psalm 108, verses 1 through 13. A Psalm of David, a song. My heart is confident in you, O God. No wonder I can sing your praises. Wake up, my soul, wake up, O harp and lyre. I will waken the dawn with my song. I will thank you, Lord, in front of all the people. I will sing your praises among the nations. For your unfailing love is higher than the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. May your glory shine over all the earth. Use your strong right arm to save me and rescue your beloved people. God has promised this by His holiness. I will divide up Shechem with joy. I will measure out the valley of Sukkoth. Gilead is mine, and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim will produce my warriors, and Judah will produce my kings. 
Moab will become my lowly servant, and Edom will be my slave. I will shout in triumph over the Philistines. But who will bring me into the fortified city? Who will bring me victory over Edom? Have you rejected us, O God? Will you no longer march with our armies? Oh, please help us against our enemies, for all human help is useless. With God's help, we will do mighty things, for He will trample down our foes. Proverbs 15, verse 4. Gentle words bring life and health. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Amen.